It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. Rack your look for spring at Nordstrom Rack and save up to 60% on brands you love. Rag & Bone, Vince, Marc Jacobs, Adidas, Joes, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. Score new dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and sunglasses, plus updates for the family and home. Get your spring on for less, up to 60% less, today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Joey Porter Jr. and DJ Turner could provide answers for the Washington Commanders in different ways at cornerback. We dive into that and more on this week's Mock Draft Monday episode of Locked On Commanders. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome, Commanders fans of the Locked On Commanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders. Please subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts so you always get the latest episodes when they come out. I'm David Harrison, credential member of the media covering your Commanders for Commander Country, a part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. You can find me there or here or on Twitter at dharrison82 or text me anytime at 202 760 Four, four. Thank you for making Locked On Commanders your first listener, your first view of the day. Chad Reuter of NFL.com dropped a four-rounder recently, and we're going to build on his work today. But first, we hear from two Commanders fans who bring up intriguing cornerback options in their own versions of NFL mock drafts, starting with Commando Bo, who sent this mock draft in via Twitter, Commando underscore Bo's uh, mock draft again via Twitter. And there in the very first round, we've got Penn State cornerback, Joey Porter Jr. going to the Washington Commanders with the 16th overall pick. And I've said other times in other mock draft episodes on this program that I'm not really a full supporter of Joey Porter Jr. being the pick at number 16 by the Washington Commanders. I know some of you are going to think I'm crazy, but here is is the reason why. Joey Porter, the the story and the report on him is he's very good in man, very good in press coverage, struggles a little bit when he does struggle in zone coverage. Uh, Doesn't necessarily get flipped as much, doesn't really read. Uh, the, the the route combinations as well as you would want him to in zone coverage. And honestly, a lot of what I read about Joey Porter Jr. reminds me a lot of William Jackson. And, and that's where those concerns come into play because coaching staff, uh, you know, has, has done some really good work, not able to really get through to William Jackson on what he needed to do to get better in the zone part of their defensive scheme. Ultimately, that's what ended up get leading to William Jackson being benched and then eventually being traded uh, out of D.C., and, and on to, uh, you know, hopefully bigger and better things for him. Now, that's to me, that's a little bit fair, right? Because there's a little bit of a case history there of a press man corner who struggled transitioning to the zone part of this defense and wasn't successful in it. 
And if you invest a first round draft pick in a guy that kind of has similar traits, very good in press, very long, very athletic. But when you put him in zone coverage, struggles a little bit in some of the characteristics, some of the traits uh, that you need there just just don't really show up on film. That's where my concern comes in. Now, where that's unfair is that's William Jackson. This is Joey Porter Jr. So if the Washington Commanders coaching staff feels like they can get those types of things and, and get those characteristics out of Joey Porter Jr. in the zone game, and if he feels confident he's going to be able to come in and kind of do those things, then that's where the, the pick makes sense. I mean, it's a, it's a very exciting pick, and I'll tell you, too, I've talked to uh, Washington Commanders cornerback uh, Tariq Castro-Fields a lot during the last season about some of the guys that were coming out of that secondary group into the NFL draft uh, this year, and he spoke often, oftentimes and, and sometimes even unprompted very, very highly of Joey. So I get the, the infatuation with the hype. I'm just telling you guys where my concern uh, is kind of coming in from. I'll tell you right now, if that's the pick on day one, if Joey Porter Jr. is, is number 16 overall, I'm not going to sit here and, and rain on it. You know what I mean? I'm not going to sit here and say it's going to be a bust. But I do have some concerns that this coaching staff wasn't able to get through to William Jackson. Are they going to be able to get through to, to Joey Porter Jr., who has some similar type uh, features about him? So then we move on to round three. Why are we talking round three? Because the Washington Commanders trade their second round pick, number 47 overall. They package that with their sixth round pick, 20, uh, 215 overall, to the Los Angeles Rams. They get two third round picks in return, number 69, number 77, and a fifth rounder, number 167. So we go from number 16 to number 69 before the commanders are on the on the clock again. And they take center Luke Whipler out of Ohio State, come back at 77 and take Blake Freeland out of BYU, the offensive tackle. Now, Bo did acknowledge on Twitter when he sent me this mock draft, uh, you know, he talked about hitting all the team's biggest needs, getting a developmental quarterback, which we'll get to here in a minute, and admits that he reached for for Freeland a little bit, but basically taking into account the positional need felt like it was a a worthy reach, so to speak. And look, it, it, when you're talking about offensive tackles here, and Blake Freeland's a guy that, you know, how successful is he going to be in the NFL? How successful is he going to be as an offensive tackle? That's that's kind of a question that's going to have to be answered, and coaching is certainly going to have a lot to do with that. But when you're talking about a premium position uh, like an offensive lineman, really all the offensive linemen are premium p- premium positions these days, um, it's okay to reach you know a, a little bit. And if you feel like that guy's not going to be there the next time you come back, onto the clock, then I could certainly see where you could justify that. Not seeing the board, I'm not going to sit here and criticize that pick too much. Bottom line is, uh, in in your first three picks, you know, three rounds, but first three picks, you get a cornerback, you get two offensive linemen, uh, both of which project to potentially impact your team this year and then also develop into potential starters uh, moving down the road. Now, the fourth pick of this draft is also in the third round, quarterback Tanner McKee that Bo was talking about being that developmental guy coming in from Stanford at pick number 97 overall. He's got connections with Tavita Pritchard, the new Washington Commanders quarterback coach, former coach over there at Stanford. So look, if in, in this scenario, if Tanner McKee is the pick, then you have to at least imagine, right, that Tavita Pritchard is in the room vouching for the young quarterback. Luke Schoomaker, the tight end out of Michigan, Tulane linebacker Dorian Williams, Maryland cornerback Jacorian Bennett, North Carolina State guard Chandler Zavala, and UAB running back Dwayne McBride round out the rest of this mock draft. Look, very solid class. Um, I, there's really nothing that I can say about this draft. Maybe some things that I necessarily wouldn't have necessarily done. I think getting Tanner McKee at pick number 97 is a really good spot. If you can actually get him there, uh, wouldn't hate that at all. As a development, again, a developmental guy, Jacoby Brissett, we've talked about him on the program here. Not a long-term answer really as a backup or as 
uh, a starting quarterback. And if Sam Howell doesn't pan out, then you have Tanner McKee getting kind of a year head start on learning how to play the position with a coach that he's obviously uh, very familiar with. My top three, uh, my three favorite picks, I suppose, from this class, Joey Porter Jr. there at the top. Again, I love him as a player in a vacuum. Very excited about what he's going to do in the NFL. I just worry about this coaching staff and getting him to be able to produce in-zone coverage the way that William Jackson wasn't able to. Luke Whipler, the center out of Ohio State, I think there's a lot of potential uh, for their him for their for him there initially as a guard. If Nick Gates comes in, takes the center position um, to also be a little bit versatile along the interior of that offensive line, and then Dorian Williams, the Tulane linebacker. So that's our first listener submitted mock draft. We're going to get two here in segment one of today's episode because I've got a full on NFL.com. Uh, mock draft that we're going to go over. So I want to get two of you guys in before we get over to uh, Chad Reuter of NFL.com. This is coming from Douglas in the email inbox over at LockedOnCommanders at gmail.com. And I'm sure the first thing that popped out to me is the first thing that popped out to you guys. And that is Bryce Young, the Alabama quarterback going in number 16 overall to the Washington Commanders. Look, this mock draft was done using NFL mock draft database. I, I went through and ran my own simulation. I've never heard of the, the simulator before. I ran my own simulation. And my simulation, Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, were both available uh, at number 16. Here's what, I'll, here's what I'll say about that real quick. There's no way Bryce Young is going to be available at number 16. There's no way C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young are going to be available at 16. Uh, in my simulation, the, command, or the, the Carolina Panthers that traded up from number 9 overall to number 1 overall took – uh, a defensive, I can't remember who they took, but they took a defensive player instead of a quarterback. Only in a Kevin Costner movie would a team move up from nine to one and not draft a quarterback. But that's not Douglas's fault. Look, if, if if Bryce Young is there at number 16, you know what I mean? That's not Douglas's fault. Uh, I don't, you know, there's no problem with taking him there. But moving past that, guys, the real reason I want to bring this one up is because of pick number 97. Uh, they're in the third round. The compensatory pick, Michigan cornerback DJ Turner. DJ Turner is the second cornerback I want to talk about in this segment. Very, very attractive player to me. A nickel-type corner who could develop potentially into a, a perimeter defender in the National Football League. But again, starting off is going to give you that inside defender that you need in the nickel. 5'11", 178 pounds out of Michigan Wolverines program. Lance Zerline of NFL.com compares him to Avante Maddox. And I think that's a very good comp for Turner. Uh, says he's got explosive fluidity, speed, superior technique, all of those things. Really, at the end of the day, he's just going to need a year or two to just fully kind of develop his understanding of the NFL game before he becomes uh, potentially a, a, a very, very solid uh, perimeter defender for the Washington Commanders or for whoever ends up getting him. So DJ Turner, a guy that we haven't really talked about a whole lot here on this program. So that was one of the main reasons I wanted to get Douglas's mock up is to give DJ Turner uh, a little bit of time here on the show. And then uh, for those of you on YouTube, you can see the, the graphic. Uh, my third favorite pick from this uh, from this class would have to be Tajay Spears running back out of Tulane. A lot of Tulane love here in segment one of this episode. But thank you, thank you out there to uh, to Bo, to Douglas for sending in those mock drafts. Uh, good work to, to both you guys. Look, hey, again, Bryce Young is there at 16. Uh, that's not your fault. That's, that's everybody else's fault. So we got some others. Uh, we're going to keep them coming as well, get as many of them as we can. Listen, our mailbag episode, first mailbag we did here, uh, on Friday was pretty solid first run. We got you know good good amount of contributions from you all, so I appreciate that. So we're going to keep those going, but they're going to be on Wednesday. So we've got another mailbag episode coming up here uh, in just a couple of days. So if you've got questions, make sure you're sending those in. You can hit me up an email at lockedoncommanders 
at gmail.com or on Twitter at dharrison82. Or you can text me 202-760-2644. If you text me your question, you're going to get priority. Uh, that's going to be the priority method of collecting these mailbag questions. So again, you text me at 202-760-2644. Text me your question. Text me your mock drafts, uh, whatever you have. And those will get priority. But we will certainly hit the Twitter DMs, uh, Twitter itself, and the email inbox as we can uh, to get as many as we can. So Leave include mock drafts in there. We're going to do mock draft Monday, but we're also for mailbags. Obviously, it's a hot topic. So if you want to drop your mock drafts in there, we will hit as many of those as we can. Speaking of mock drafts, NFL.com's Chad Reuter dropped one as we headed into this last weekend. So we're going to look at that. And then I'm going to build off of what he did in the first four rounds. And we're going to build out a second seven round commanders mock draft. That's next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day and we're going to do that thanks to our friends over at FanDuel the tournament is heating up and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel America's number one sports book that's because right now FanDuel is giving you a a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 all new customers you get $1,000 in bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win up to $1,000 just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on and sign up today to claim your no sweat first bet and then you can wager on everything from the money line to point spreads to which team is going to be cutting down the nets at the end of the whole stinking thing. All on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So don't miss your shot. Don't miss your shot at a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel, FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks again for making Locked On Commanders your first view or your first listen every single day. Chad Reuter of NFL.com is setting the table, and then we're going to clean it up for him, starting with his four-round mock draft that dropped over the weekend uh, on Friday. And taking a look here. In the first round, 16th overall pick, Chad has the Washington Commanders selecting guard Osiris Torrance out of the Florida Gators program. So in our first listener mock draft, we've got Joey Porter Jr. going 16th overall. We get a quarterback in the second one, and now we've got an interior offensive lineman in the third one. Just kind of goes to show you the Washington Commanders could go a multitude of different ways. Again, I don't think Bryce Young's going to be there at 16, but bottom line is there are options for the Washington Commanders if they, uh, if they need to take a second and think about what they're going to do at number 16. Reuter wrote, quote, It is possible the commanders will use 2021 second-round pick Sam Cosme at right guard, but I believe new offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy would love to see Torrance moving run defenders after watching Trey Smith do just that in Kansas City. In this scenario, Cosme could take over as the important, important swing tackle position. End quote. And that's really interesting because basically what's happening here is Washington Bears bring in Andrew Wiley from the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, he is presumed uh, to be the right tackle, presumed by me, presumed by many other people, not official, but the presumption, assumption, is going to be that Andrew Wiley is going to be the Washington Bears' right tackle. 
which in theory would move Sam Cosme into the right guard position. Nick Gates is expected to compete for the starting center job, uh, the new free agent from the New York Giants, and then a left guard. You've got Andrew Norwell, who came over from Jacksonville last offseason, and then a left tackle, Charles Leno Jr. That is kind of how the starting offensive line looks as we sit today, which isn't terrible. Not the best in the league, but certainly uh, not the worst. But if this move happens, if Osiris Torrance comes in, Reuters is basically saying that this is going to make Sam Cosme go from being the starting right tackle to the starting right guard at some points during the last NFL season to being the all-important swing tackle. Look, I don't want to diminish the swing tackle uh, moniker, you know what I mean? But he's basically, we're talking about Sam Cosme becoming a backup, the sixth man on the offensive line, the first tackle off the bench uh, if they need one, whatever you want to call it. Bottom line is you're no longer a starter uh, on a day-to-day basis. You're now a backup. Uh, and, you know, and look, that would be rough. But I think really, at the end of the day, if Osiris Torrance becomes the 16th overall pick by the Washington Commanders, we enter the offseason training program and training camp with a three-way competition for two guard spots. Sam Cosme, Andrew Nor- Norwell, and Osiris Torrance all come to training camp battling for two positions. Uh, may the best two men win. Osiris Torrance being a first-round pick. Obviously, you kind of get a little bit of a head start because nobody wants to have a first-round pick sitting on the bench unless maybe it's a quarterback and you've got a Hall of Famer starting in front of them. Uh, that's not the case here with Osiris Torrance. But Cyborg, look, I've seen Cyborg in person uh, a couple times now. The dude is legit. He's a mean dude. Um, I know he's he's kind of graded late first round, early round, too. I would not hate Osiris Torrance uh, with the 16th overall pick by any means. Moving through uh, the rest of Chad Reuter's four-round mock draft here in the second round, the Washington Commanders get tied in Luke Musgrave out of Oregon State, a great partner to run there. With Logan Thomas, I think he comes in and he immediately becomes the number two tight end behind Logan ahead of John Bates. Cole Turner, we'll see what he does coming back from his injuries uh, last season. There is a potential world here, especially in Eric Bieniemy's offense, where John Bates actually ends up the fourth tight end. But with Logan Thomas uh, kind of getting older, some injuries starting starting to pile up. There's there's probably a, a pretty good chance that he's uh, he's going to get some playing time anyways. Lance Zerline, NFL.com, compares Luke Musgrave to Dallas Goddard, uh, tight end for the Philadelphia Eagles, and quotes an AFC scout to say that Musgrave reminds him of Mike Gusecki when he was coming out of college, and Mike Gusecki uh, was, was a tight end in the beginning of free agency that we talked about quite a bit on this show as well. Good receiver, solid routes, willing blocker who needs to kind of refine those tools as a blocker, but he's certainly willing to do it. Going back to Reader's mock draft here, round three, you see cornerback Clark Phillips, the third out of Utah, another good nickel cornerback that could potentially develop. But I think he basically stays inside, allows Benjamin St. Juice to stay outside, allows Kendall Fuller to stay outside. Clark Phillips, the third, third round draft pick. And then in the fourth round, you've got Wisconsin edge Nick Herbig going with the 118th overall pick. And the thing about and the thing about Herbig is to me and to several other people who have written draft profiles on Herbig. I don't see him as an edge. I see him as an off-ball linebacker, but he doesn't really come in with that type of a pedigree, so he's got to kind of learn that position. As a fourth-round pick, you'd almost like to get some immediate contributions from him if you could, and you possibly can in the special teams game. It's going to be really interesting to see how smart he is because I would anticipate that really any team that drafts him is going to do so to convert him into an off-ball linebacker, Sam Will, uh, Mike linebacker, what have you but not going to be a hand-in-the-dirt edge guy or even an outside linebacker, pass rush guy. But look, early goings, they might try to get him in on some packages, put him in on special teams. But I think the long-term prognosis for Herbig would be to convert over to be an off-ball linebacker, which to me really kind of pushes you later into day three versus the fourth round. But here, 
uh, in, in Chad Reuters mock draft. He goes fourth round to the Washington Commanders. So very good players overall. Uh, again, to me, a little bit of a reach on Herbig there, but I love Torrance. I like Musgrave. Clark Phillips the third, uh, a solid nickel prospect for the team to work with. Keeps Benjamin St. Juice on the outside, which is what I've been uh, an advocate here of, of here leading up to the NFL draft and will continue to do so. But looking at Reuters draft, you still need offensive line help, possibly running back, wide receiver, especially with the Deami Brown rumors going around, which we will discuss more tomorrow. Uh, edge, because I don't think Herbig translates to an edge, so you still need an edge rusher, a late-round linebacker, because, again, Herbig, even if you're moving him to linebacker, he may not be successful in that move. Corner, uh, perimeter corner can still be an address, safety kicker, and even uh, a late-round quarterback. We didn't get uh, a Tanner McKee like we did earlier in a listener mock. So what could the rest of this draft class look like? If Chad Reuter is picking the first four rounds, I'm going to come through. I'm going to pick rounds five through seven. We'll take a look at what that looks like coming up next. Here on Locked On Commanders. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks to Chad Roy of NFL.com. We have already drafted an interior offensive lineman, a tight end, an edge slash linebacker, and a slot corner in the first four rounds of the NFL draft. But what about the rest of the NFL draft? Well, that's where I'm going to come in. We're going to finish out this mock draft, turn this four-rounder, from Chad Reuter of NFL.com into a full-fledged seven-rounder here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. And jumping right back into it, in the fifth round, we're going to look at safety Ronnie Hickman out of Ohio State. Now, last year, uh, the Washington Commanders got themselves Percy Butler. They got Christian Holmes to play uh, on the outside over there. Ronnie Hickman, more of a Derek Forrest type of safety. So you've got Percy Butler and Cam Curl, who are a little bit more of that longer pass defense type of, of safety, traditional type of safety. Derek Force a little bit thicker, uh, kind of that linebacker safety hybrid, certainly still has some coverage ability. Uh, as we saw during the season, Ronnie Hickman is definitely more of that box type, big nickel type uh, of safety. So I kind of look at him as now we bring in a backup uh, to compete for, for Derek behind Derek Forrest. Uh, that is in the fifth round, sixth round. I'm going running back Eric Gray out of the Oklahoma Sooners program. Uh, I like what he brings to the table. I think he's a good one-two combination with Brian Robinson Jr. Antonio Gibson obviously is part of that trio as well, but with his injuries kind of pounding or uh, you know mounting over the years, who knows you know how healthy he's going to be able to stay. So if AG needs a break or needs a game off here or there, Eric Gray, a guy that as a rookie, give him some time to learn the scheme, learn the language, get comfortable with the NFL system. And I think by week four, five, or six, you've got a young running back that can potentially – uh, contribute there with Brian Robinson round uh, six round again pick number 215 offensive tackle awesome Richards uh, North Carolina offensive tackle obviously Sam Howell you know probably probably knows him a little bit I can't confirm how much he knows him but he knows him uh, at least a little bit very tied back to that program uh, and hasn't been gone so long that all these guys are are just for him to him uh, again offensive tackle a primary a premium position of need for any NFL team and the Washington Commanders are no different. Sure, you know they probably have their starting left tackle, starting right tackle in house already, but 
Charles Lone Jr. getting a little bit older, bringing another guy, another young guy. You've got some other young tackles on the roster as well that I like, but continue to develop that depth and talent and see uh, which guys rise up to the top uh, when the time comes to potentially need a new one or you find out that none of them rose to the top and you got to go out there and spend a first-round pick on a tackle in 2024 2025. In the seventh round, uh, kind of going off of our mailbag episode on a Friday, talking about kicker Joey Sly and some of his inaccuracies and inconsistencies. We come through, wrap up this commander's draft class with kicker Christopher Dunn out of NC State. So going back through it, Chad Reuter, NFL.com, gave us our first four rounds uh, of picks. We ended up with an interior offensive lineman, most likely a starting guard in Osiris Torrance out of the University of Florida. Then we get a tight end two for this season, tight end one of the future. And depending on Logan Thomas's health, potentially a tight end one even at points during the next season. Luke Musgrave out of Oregon State. Edge rusher or uh, cornerback, sorry, we get cornerback Clark Phillips, the third out of Utah, comes in as a nickel guy, potentially could develop into an outside defender, but I think he's probably best suited uh, on the inside there. But you give him or you combine him with Benjamin St. Juice, Kendall Fuller on the outside, you got a nice trio of uh, DBs there. And Danny Johnson, look, did very nice last year. If he comes in and beats out Clark Phillips, then you've got some depth there uh, with the young guy out of Utah. Edge linebacker. Nick Herbig in the fourth round again. I think he translates to an off-ball linebacker uh, out of Wisconsin, but he's listed as an edge. So that's kind of where you go with him. Uh, I think uh, Lance Zerline of, of NFL.com also put in his profile that he probably translates better to an off-ball linebacker. Coming back, uh, so that's Chad Reuter, first four rounds coming in to the fifth round. That's where I took over. Safety, Ronnie Hickman, uh, again, to come in and kind of battle for that Derek Forrest-type backup role out of Ohio State. Oklahoma running back Eric Gray. You lost J.D. McKissick. You brought back Jonathan Williams. You still got A.G. and Brian Robinson, but you bring in Eric Gray, and you kind of let those guys compete for uh, the pecking order in the running back room. Another six-round pick, offensive tackle, Awesome Richards out of North Carolina, a depth guy that you can kind of develop into potentially a future swing tackle. Let him uh, let him kind of develop there. You got Chris Paul from last year as well. So you got two offensive linemen coming in on day three that you're trying to develop as a coaching staff, and then kicker Christopher Dunn uh, out of NC State to come in and compete with Joey Sly in training camp. Best case scenario, uh, you find out you've got a really good kicker. Worst case scenario, you got a practice squad guy to, to potentially stash uh, and let Joey Sly go back out there and get it done. So that's our mock draft Monday. We got two really good efforts from listeners, viewers of the program, Bo and Douglas. Uh, appreciate you guys for doing that. And then again, Chad Reuter taking the first four rounds. And then I came and cleaned it up with the last four picks, last three rounds of this mock draft Monday episode thanks to uh thanks to you commanders fan for coming through lockdown commanders podcast making us your first watch or your first listen of the day make your second listen the locked on nfl scouting with the draft dudes pro- program from free agency to the draft salary cap management and more nfl experts kyle Krabs and joe marino take you through what it's like to build a successful nfl franchise every monday through friday find locked on nfl scouting with the draft dudes wherever you podcast and on youtube I'm going to be back tomorrow. We're going to discuss the Deami Brown trade rumors and Chris Carter of Locked On Steelers will drop in to tell us about new commanders, offensive lineman, Trent Scott. If you want to get in on the fun, send me your comments, your questions, your mock drafts via email at lockedoncommanders at gmail.com or on Twitter, or you can text me anytime at 202-760-2644. Signing off for today, I'm David Harrison, staff writer for Commander Country Park Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. Find me there here or on Twitter at dharrison82. Until we speak again, if you're out and about, please be safe, be kind to one another, and I'll see you right back here next time for another episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 